Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions in Oklahoma City that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top-rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Welcome to episode 47 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, Jasmine Bigler comes to talk to us from Stillwater. Stillwater is home to OSU, Oklahoma State University. She's going to be talking about changes in the market. Stay tuned for that. On to the market This week in Oklahoma City, I want to focus in on the Northwest Core. That's going to be south of I-44 and north of I-40 and east of Portland Avenue, or we also call that Lake Hefner Parkway. That's really the urban core. The median sales this week, this is the last seven-day closing. We had 20 sales in the urban core. Okay. All the median coming out to be about 1929 was the build date. If you've ever been downtown to Oklahoma City, it really expanded out of that land rush in the 1800s where overnight we became a city. There's plenty of articles to read on the land rush uh, of Oklahoma City, but on to the numbers here. Uh, Your median purchase price is $262,000. 500 that was the list and then the selling price coming in at 262 noticed very very little variation less than 1% re- uh, discount on purchase price folks that's a sign we are in a red hot sellers market your list price per square foot median coming in at $158.79 per square foot. Your sales price coming in at $157.52 with your average days on market coming in at 11. Congratulations to the sale at 401 Northwest 18th Street. That's roughly 4,458 square foot selling for $1.1 million roughly 64 days after being on the market. That comes out to about $216 per square foot. But believe it or not, this week, that was not the highest. The highest went to 223 Northwest 21st Street, coming in at $217 a square foot, uh, making the total purchase price on that property $525,000. that's pretty much it for the market this week. Stay tuned for more market stats. Visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Here's your news. Live from Oklahoma City, this is Cheyenne Angle. Key Bricktown intersection to be moved. The city of Oklahoma City is planning to spend up to $1.4 million to move an intersection and possibly a, a section of street in Lower Bricktown. As the full length of the new Oklahoma City Boulevard nears completion, the city is moving forward with relocating the only intersection between I-235 and I-40 interchange and Shields Boulevard. The Oklahoma Department of Transportation, ODOT, is constructing the boulevard which follows the footprint of the old I-40 before it was relocated several blocks to the south. The city had planned to acquire property to the immediate east of U-Haul facility, which would have allowed Oklahoma to connection in a straight line to Reno Avenue. Breaking news. 
Ambitious mixed-use projects move forward near Penn Square. After years of planning, an ambitious project proposed for the southwest corner of Northwest Expressway in Pennsylvania has taken a big step forward. Thursday, the Planning Commission voted unanimously to recommend rezoning for nearly 12 acres at one of Oklahoma City's busiest commercial intersections. Dub Penn Central preliminary plans show a hotel, cinema, apartments, three parking structures, and a space for office, retail, and restaurants. Northwest 50th Street would be reworked to run through the middle of the development for improved traffic flow, particularly at Penn Intersection. OKC Talk was first to respond to the story last summer. Developer My Ryan McNeil and his Vertias Development Group spent several years acquiring the required property and obtaining signatures for the surrounding neighborhoods to remove existing covenants, multiple meetings were held to receive feedback from the people in the area. At the planning meeting, several citizens spoke against the project, concerned about increased neighborhood traffic, increased density, and how the project would tower over the surrounding homes. Ultimately, the commissioners agreed the corner was primed for this type of development and that it would be well served to the community as a whole. The point was also made that Penn Square is virtually full as their outlying land parcels, which now include the container store, the cheesecake factory, and the whiskey cake restaurant. City councils will have a final vote on the project in about a month, but will typically follow the recommendations of the Planning Commission. All right, we're here in the studio with Jasmine Bigler, who's come here from Stillwater, Oklahoma, home of OSU. Um, that town is a town of about 50,000 residents, and about 50% of them are students currently pursuing their college degrees. Jasmine's here to talk to us a little bit about the economy over there, how it's functioning, and some about the real estate going on in Stillwater. Uh, Jasmine, uh, welcome to the show. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, Landon. Thanks for having me on the show. My name is Jasmine Bigler. I am a, a realtor. I've been in Stillwater since I was in first grade. I grew up there, went to school. Um, I've been to Meridian Technology School, the um, technology center there. I've been to NOC and OSU, and I've worked in Stillwater and networked, and um, my daughter is currently going through school there. So, you know, I've been pretty in embedded in the community my whole life in Stillwater. There was a period of five years or so where I moved to Oklahoma City and I was working there and really got to know the community in Oklahoma City also. So right now I I sell in Oklahoma City and Stillwater and all of the surrounding communities um, pretty much from Norman to Stillwater, uh, Guthrie, Shawnee, Yukon, um, kind of all over the place. I really enjoy um, working in both markets and um, I, both, I enjoy both towns actually and uh, I hope to someday uh, expand even to Tulsa also but uh, we'll, we'll get started with these two first. So. Cool. Well for those that have not been to Stillwater before can you kind of describe a little bit about what the town is like and, and what, what does Stillwater offer? Yeah Stillwater is a uh, uh, your basic college town, there's a lot of um, students, there's a big student population, a big rental market, there are um, a lot of, you know, college type of like bars and places to go out and, and a lot of restaurants and uh, retail stores. Uh, but, you know, the city of Stillwater has done nothing but grow since I've been, you know, a 
child. So and I've watched it, you know, growing and expanding and, and bringing in new business and all these things. So right now, Stillwater is focusing a lot on um, expanding its uh, manu- in manufacturing and in industry and bringing in new um, employers. And um, they're putting out a lot of in- incentives for that. And they have a lot of uh, really great support structures in terms of the human resource management and just to kind of help with training and, and professional development and those types of things. Um, they've got a great community for entrepreneurs and um, there's a big bicycling community. So there's, you know, there's a, an art and music scene. So there's a lot kind of going on that might miss your eye if you're just looking at the statistics. Um, Stillwater is a real active community and um, a lot of people are very involved in it, and um, and they're all really very friendly, you know, and real helpful, and and just looking to um, to help to come together to build it, and yeah. So, talk to me a little bit about what's happened economically and housing wise in Stillwater recently. Can you can you rewind the tape and tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so in 2014, there was a housing study done, and um, the the study predicted that the housing market was going to be very scarce and expensive um, if there weren't some type of um, rapid development happening, especially for the rental market in Stillwater. And so what happened was there are a few, like several big apartment complexes were built and um, put up very quickly around, uh, mostly real close to campus. And so what's going on now is we're looking at how that's going to be affecting the single family um, housing market in, in Stillwater, the, the single-family residential rental market. So what a lot of students do is they'll rent a house together and, you know, be multiple students in the different bedrooms and, and participating that way. But um, it's just going to be really interesting to see that those properties now are going to need to either come up in quality or come down in price. And it's just kind of going to be interesting to see really, you know, how this is going to end up really playing out over the next couple of years. So for a recap for those listening, and just so I understand this uh, as as an interviewer here, it sounds like there was a shortage of housing. The state or, or the city incentivized institutional investors yes. to come into the city and to rapidly increase the volume of our supply of housing through multi-family developments. And now that that's been accomplished, fast forward four years later, it's now, mm-hmm. or five years later, it's now right. 2019, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing houses sitting vacant that were once rented by college students. Yeah, they're starting to. Um, just driving around town, you start to, to notice the for rent signs that stay up all through the semester. Um, and, you know, they're starting to... Um, put the for rent signs out a lot earlier around, you know, four to six months, sometimes earlier and, and starting to book those um, new tenants in there uh, beforehand, just to have that extra time to um, make sure that they get um, someone 
Did they get somebody in there? Sure, sure. Uh, I think the question at the end of the day is, do you believe that the city of Stillwater is doing this to improve the overall quality of housing? I know there's a temptation as investors, especially renting to young uh, tenants that we don't improve the properties. We, we keep them kind of bulletproof and, and bare minimum so that the tenants don't destroy a nice house. Mm-hmm. Now that the housing for the uh, college students has been taken care of, now we've got uh, more traditional home buyers and renters moving in. Do you expect that the quality of houses to go up now with the new demand being traditional tenants that are that are thirty and forty years old? Is that was that the purpose by the city? Do you think? Uh, well, the new apartments that went up were definitely. Um built around the college population and so there are a lot of um this it's like a suite you know where there's the bedrooms and each bedroom has its own bathroom and then one common area um they have a lot of amenities that are geared towards college students like a gym and some different um like places to set up your computer and um place to you know get something to eat um a lot. Of, some of these have re- retail and office space downstairs, you know, on the lot on the bottom floor, and um, so the but the quality is really nice. They look real nice, and but the, the rent also is a little higher. So what I see for the single family landlord, you know, uh, their big draw is going to be to allow animals, you know, because that's you know you can't have an animal in an apartment. Um, and so making sure that you have really solid, you know, pet policies in place, um, having a nicer, um, house or, you know, with a, a nice little outside area for students, the more serious students, graduate students and, and new professors too, uh, would probably gravitate more towards those also. Um, there's also a lot of, uh, parents who will purchase a house for their student you know from out of town and have that have their student live there throughout their college career in Stillwater and then they can rent those extra rooms to other roommates or or whatever they want to end up doing what we're talking about today if you just tuned in is really uh an understanding of how do we treat as single family home investors, how do we respond when an institution or a condo high rise has come in and invaded the single family uh, rental space? Mm-hmm. Um, now, as she mentioned before, one of the things that we have that a, that a high rise doesn't is a yard. And yard spaces to those that have companion animals is very great. Or if they've got kids, I mean, that's an asset that you can't compete with. Now, some of these condos and some of the apartment complexes, they will have dog runs and things like this. But every time you have a metric that is uh, different than these high rises, you have to capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what really Jasmine is, is pointing to right now is if you are currently in still water and you are running into a situation of rent and your your place is sitting vacant you need to reach out to jasmine she's working throughout the week to come up with these strategies to not only get your place rented out or if your place is not 
renting out and you're now ready to sell and you need to convert your house from a investor property to a you know owner occupant property where you're going to sell it to someone who would then actually live there you need to reach out to Jasmine so she can connect you with the right people and the right resources and give you tips and tricks on how to make that exit strategy now some of you have bought in over the years into Stillwater and now is a, a, a turbulent time for your rent Some of you have the option because it's paid off of just beating the market value, lowering those rental rates. Others do not, and you need to sell. Well, Jasmine is here to help. Jasmine, please let us know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, my email address is uh, biglerhouses at gmail.com, B-I-G-L-E-R-H-O-U-S-E-S at gmail.com. And my, I mean, you can also call me. My phone number is 405-714-8378. And I'm happy to just talk and answer any questions you have. Let me know what your situation is and what you're wanting to do with it. And I, you know, I've been a renter probably most of my life. And, um, you know, I can, you know, look at your property and, and tell you from a renter's perspective what things are going to be concerning and what things um, you need to focus on uh, improving. Um, I'm a numbers person, so I'm really great. I'm ha- I'm happy to crunch numbers for you. Um, you know, I'm happy to work on um, getting tours set up and and, and tips and tricks. Yeah, those are very doers and and um, what's that called? The word magical word, tip of your tongue. Quote. Well, keep thinking of so. it. If you haven't been to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show website yet, check it out. There's a subscribe button for our newsletter. We are going to be updating the site with a new feature that's going to feature literature on neighborhoods. This has been asked time and time again. We are working on it. I know a lot of you love listening to the podcast. You love hearing stuff about investing in Oklahoma City. Our market is going through incredible changes. Uh, I've been forecasting this for a while in terms of uh, all the events and all the the um, companies now that have announced that they're coming to Oklahoma City and the housing market has responded. And now let's learn about this culture that's developing. Uh, we're going to be transitioning from strictly for investors to now incorporating a lot more residential home buyers on the show because we've gotten to be a cool city now and we really are attracting a lot of crowds from Colorado, California, New York, Ohio, Florida. They're all coming in droves and they're going to be a part of the show now. So stay tuned to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Jasmine, thanks for coming in the show today. Did you think of that magical word? Yeah, I'm happy to get um, quotes for you all and um, work on um, getting quotes and and you know work with contractors or whatever. If you're an out of out of town investor, then I'm happy to be your you know feet on the ground and um, help you and be in constant contact and whatever I can do to help you with whatever your um, goals are. Then yeah, let me know and I'm happy to work with you. 
Your feedback is appreciated on okcrealestateshow.com. Go to the bottom of the page. You can leave your feedback about the podcast and anything else you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening.